You know, this week, uh, we're covering the fruit of kindness, uh, probably often overlooked. We think of it as simply a personality trait, uh, someone who is gentle, someone who is mild, someone who is nice, and we mistake kindness with niceness in this way. But kindness is so much more. Um, you know, I'm, uh, several years back, um, we were doing a, a get-together for one of my daughters and her friends, and I was sent to go to the beach ahead of time to set up camp. Um, so I went, I took a canopy, I took chairs and tables, and I was doing all this work, and I set up, and I went, and you know the canopies, if you've, you've done one, and uh, our dear brothers during COVID outdoor, it's back at Brea, was doing like 10, 12, 15 canopies at a time. But those things are impossible to do by yourself. So I took it, I carried it over, I found a spot at the beach, and I still remember trying to open the canopy by myself. And I was going in circles, and some of you know what that's like. You're going in circles, trying to pull it incrementally, incrementally, and then when I'm in the sand, I'm in the sand, and I'm starting to get a little humbled. And then here comes this girl, a little girl, maybe 15. She goes, oh, hi. And I said, oh, hey, how are you? She goes, I see you're struggling there a little bit. <laughs> and I wanted to, get out of here, you know. I, I'm, uh, and she goes, I'll give you a hand. You look like you need, you need some help. And the pride side of me incidentally said, oh, no, no, it's okay. And then she started just pulling on it. I said, well, thank you. And, then, and she actually did it better than me. And then so we, before we knew it, it was up. The canopy was up. And I was like, oh, wow, thank you so much. And then she goes, no problem. And she just walked away. Humbling to receive that. Uh, it hurt my pride that I couldn't put up a canopy by myself, right? I was debating, should I even tell Sharon about that incident? Or should they assume that I did it on my own? Um, kindness, it, it comes and it's helpful. And yet we overlook it. And the Bible here, in the passage that we know so well, uh, in Micah 6, uh, it talks about what can I bring to the Lord? The fruit of my body, my firstborn. What can I bring to the Lord? What is acceptable to God? And he gives us that little phrase I want to highlight. He says, love kindness. What does he want from you? He wants you to love kindness. Um, not just know kindness or know about it. Not to overlook it, but he says to love something. I don't know what you love what characteristics you love, but it says to love kindness. As the people of God, we ought to be people who love kindness. Uh, there is power to kindness. That's how the gospel is now sent to us by God, is through his kindness. He is kind to us. And so in order to love kindness, there's two things we, I think, as a people of God that uh, have to do. Number one is we have to know the kindness of God. We have to understand it. We get together, we sing about God's kindness, we hear about God's kindness, we grasp that truth, and then it trickles down into our souls, our spirits, and then it gets manifest in our life, and we go and do something kind. And so we have to know the kindness of God. Um, I love one uh, definition of this word in the Baker's uh, Dictionary of Biblical Theology on kindness. It says, an attribute of God and quality desirable but not consistently found in humans. And I love how they wrote it this way. It's an attribute of God. You find it in God. It's desirable, but not often found in humans. Uh, you've probably been at the end of that, where you think about this. When someone now demonstrates kindness to us, it's a little shocking. 
when you're trying to merge onto the five freeway and boy, no, everyone is avoiding eye contact because they don't want to let you in. And every so often, someone waves you over. Come on in. Kindness. But most of the time, the experiences that we've been having is that people just look the other way. And we get surprised in this way. Well, the kindness of God, uh, theologians will break it up in different categories, but the two simple ways to look at it is, number one is, they call it common grace, and then saving grace is the second part. There's a common grace of God. God is kind to all that he's created. He's kind to all. He gives the sun to rise, the rain to fall. He gives the experience of family and love and all these things. He gives it to all of his creation. It's called common grace. Um, Psalm 145.9, it says this. The Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over all that he has made. Right? Later, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, he causes the sun to shine on the just and the unjust. So there's this common grace that he gives to all, but also there is a saving grace. The kindness of God to his elect children that we now grasp through his son, Jesus Christ. His guidance, his protection, um, his answered prayers, the privileges we have as his people. So there's a common grace, there's a saving grace, and we could spend all day talking about this. But we hear this. And now it has to trickle into our lives, and now it has to define us. It has to be who we are. We have to love kindness. I want to highlight uh, four parts today about kindness, what we ought to do about it. What does it look like, right? Number one is kindness is practiced. This is so fundamental and basic, but yet often uh, forgotten, neglected. Kindness is not just a nice thought. Kindness is not just a good motive. Kindness is not something internal. It's practice. You know, last couple of weeks we learned about patience. Pastor Sam preached on patience. Um, before that was peace. And these are inward qualities. These are things we deal with on the inside. These are attributes that we try to now have with God personally. Peace and patience. But now kindness is something that's visible. It's practice. That people know you're kind or not. They don't know if you have peace or not. Because oftentimes we could smile and just tough it out and look like we're doing well. But when it comes to kindness, it is evident by our words and deeds. Um, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. It starts by saying, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Can we repeat the first five words there? Be kind to one another. One, two, three. Be kind to one another. It's so basic. That word kind, krestos, is the original word in the Greek. It has uh, a connotation, a nuance to that word which means useful. It has ideas of goodness and so on, but also something that's useful. So the kind person has to practice their faith. You cannot be kind if you are now useless. And so a Christian that knows a lot, a Christian that has a lot of good thoughts in their hearts, but if they are not kind, they become useless. I remember back in college, I remember one day um, I was living in an apartment in kind of a rough part of town, and uh, I was going out of my apartment, driving out, and as I'm coming out, there are two guys. They're across the street. Um, and they are fighting. 
and they are pummeling each other. And it wasn't just the kids that were playing. These were grown-ups, and they were going to hurt each other. And I remember pausing as I was driving. First of all, there was a curious side. I was rubbernecking, like, oh, wow, there's a fight. And the second thing, I was like, oh, my gosh, someone should break it up. Someone should break it up. And then in my rearview mirror in the back, I see a police car coming. I said, oh, finally, someone called the police. And so I started driving away. And I was kind of watching, in curiosity, what's going to happen. And as I looked back, I could see the policeman that was driving slow down, right? Look over, slow down, and these guys are still going at it. And then he just keeps going, right? And then now he's next to me. Um, and I look back again, and then now all of a sudden all these ladies popped out of somewhere and they broke it up. Right? Thank God for women. Right? Um, but think about that. Now, I, I looked at that and I thought about that um, this week. I thought, that person uh, was useless, um, had authority, had a badge, had a gun, whatever, had training, didn't intervene, had all of the rights to do so, had all of the equipment to do so, had all of the training to now go and intervene, but because they didn't act, it wasn't kindness. You see, kindness isn't just niceness. Kindness is now stepping in, acting up on behalf of someone. James 2.18 uh, soberly tells us, someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. Show me, James says. Show me your faith. Husbands and wives, the way you speak to one another, demonstrate your faith. Moms and dads, when the child is testing your patience, if you can be kind, be kind. Neighbors, to, to our own neighbors, let's be kind in this way. So uh, kindness is practiced. Secondly, kindness is to be practiced by all of us, everyone. Um, this isn't something that uh, someone who is wired in a certain way does. This isn't just for the rich person to be benevolent. This isn't just for the older person. This is for everyone. And that verse, be kind to one another, that command is in the plural. You all, be ye kind, the King James would say. Uh, all of you, you all be kind to one another. This was a message to all of us, not just to some not just to those who are more mature, those who are more affluent, those who are used to doing it. It's all of us be kind. It's in the plural in this way. Um, you know, during this time, uh, throughout especially this COVID year, I mean, the amount of kindness we received personally, our family received, has been so refreshing. I look back in one of the fond memories of this time, uh, one of the blessings of this time, were all the different people that swung by our house, came by to say hi. Remember in the beginning, too, when we weren't sure what this COVID was, and uh, you thought, boy, if I just touch something, or, you know, you were like, what is this? And so people would stand at a distance, they would drop off food, drop off so much good food and drinks, and here's this and that, and... Uh, homemade stuff, and we got so much stuff, and our kitchen was now being filled, and I think about it, and I thought, man, what a season um, that I got to experience the kindness of our church. 
um, people were just constantly coming by. I remember Pastor Chris would come by with donuts, and it wasn't for me. It was because uh, Carissa was helping, and so she was on the volunteer team. So he said, well, he's one of my staff, so she would drop, he would drop off donuts. And he would jokingly say, it's not for you, Pastor Steve. Ah, ha, ha, ha. I was like, well, wait, I'll just wait till you leave, you know. And um, all the good things that we received. The things I received from kids, I, I, I had some of our youth group. One, of the, uh, one evening, our youth group, uh, they decided to write letters to our pastoral staff. And I got these letters, and I was reading this. I was getting affirmed by 14-year-olds saying, you're a good pastor. You're actually a good preacher. Thank you. I have it on my desk. And I was like, wow, I love these kids, right? Especially these kids, I love them. I remember having one little gal, she would one day randomly gave me a bag of M&M's and said, this is for you. Oh, gosh, you're my favorite kid at our whole church, you know? Um, It could be practiced by everyone. And so before you say, well, I didn't grow up that way, my mom didn't raise me this way, let me encourage you to think about that. I can be kind. And the next question will pop up, and this comes up to all who are educated, sophisticated, is, and this is the question that the lawyer asked Jesus, right? Who is my neighbor? Who am I supposed to be kind to? Let's get technical about this. Who am I supposed to be kind to? Remember that question when Jesus now gives the story of the good Samaritan when that question is asked? We could be kind to everyone. People you love, people that you like, people that are similar to you, people that politically disagree with you completely. And in our day and age, if you are not this or you are not that, we just do not listen. And we can be kind to everyone. It says in 2 Timothy 2, 24, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone. When Paul gives the qualifications of the leader of the church, he says they have to be kind to everyone. Everyone needs some kind of encouragement. I uh, read a story by Pastor Paul Chappell. tells a story. tells a story about a teacher who one day did an assignment on a Friday to her elementary students and said, okay, here's a list of all your classmates. And she sent out a piece of paper with everyone's name, and on the right side was blank. And she said, I want you to write one thing positive about them on the right side. And so they had, you know, all their names, Susie's name and Bobby's name, whatever, and they would write something. And she collected all of it. And what she did was she now took another piece of paper. She wrote the student's name, and she wrote down all the things that were said about them. Oh, you know, Susie is, is bright and smart, and she smiles, she's fun. And she wrote it all down, and on the following Monday, she passed it out. And she would do this every year. Um, she, she kind of wondered what, if it really made an impact when she did this. And this, uh, the pastor, Chapel, tells a story that um, one of her students ended up dying in uh, the military um, during his service. And so she went to his memorial service and went there, and a lot of the classmates were there, and she went up to pay her respects. And the father of this, her old student, a guy named Mark, said, oh, are you so-and-so, his old teacher? Yeah. Goes, oh, he talked a lot about you. He goes, I have something I need to actually show you. And they found on his body um, a folded up piece of paper, and it was the piece of paper that she had now sent out back in elementary school with all the positive descriptions. 
And she goes, this is from you. And as she was looking at it and tearing up looking at this, their whole, her whole class started gathering. And the kids started talking about, oh, I still have that piece of paper. I have it on my wall in my office. I have it on my top drawer. One lady says, I actually have it, and I keep it in my journal. And she pulled it out and showed the teacher. The power of kindness, that we can be kind to everyone. The Bible here in the Old Testament uses a different word for kindness. It's the word hesed. Hesed. It's a word that's translated sometimes loving kindness, kindness, uh, various ways. There's volumes on just this word and how to translate it. But we could say it means kindness. It's used often to describe our vertical relationship with God, but also our horizontal relationship. Uh, friends and family and uh, uh, enemies and so on. It's described in so many ways. But the way that it is used the most is a description of God's kindness to us. And one commentator describing this word says, the relationship between God and humans is unlike that between any two people with the inequality between the parties far surpassing even that between a king and his subjects. It is a word that describes usually two equals that are kind to each other. But when it's used of God now going down to us, it's more than a king being now kind to his subjects. And this is the, the, the goodness, the kindness of God. And kindness, lastly, draws near. We go near. Uh, I loved how we were able to send um, Kevin and Patty, uh, Pastor John and Verona. We said, why don't we go? It's one thing to send a check, but it's another to actually go in person. In the video, you saw them doing some kind of art class. Kevin is a professional. Um, he's, he's made movies and Disney movies and things like this, and he leads a class on Sundays. He's done it almost all year, him and his wife. And the kids log in, and they do different things. And they went in person. They're passing out the backpacks today. Something about going in person, I think, says so much. Titus 3, 4, and 5, but when the goodness and loving kindness of God appeared, he saved us. God drew close to us. Jesus Christ came to us. He drew near to us. And today, I want to remind you of that truth. God showed his kindness. He drew near to us. We are now going to go demonstrate kindness to others. And so would you think about that today? We're going to pray. And then we're going to have communion today and remember God's goodness. So let's pray together. Dear God, we thank you for your kindness we have in Christ. We thank you that you drew near to us and you show this loving kindness to people who didn't deserve this. So, Lord, uh, help us now to be like you. Help us learn to be kind in the way that you would want us to. We thank you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.